Previously on Jawbreakers Podcast. And Joe Menangelo. He went to he, Carnegie Mellon. He was in How I Met Your Mother. He was Marshall's friend when him he plays and Lily Brad. broke up. Yeah, they went to brunch together. Yeah, he's the br- brunch friend. I knew I recognized him from something, and it's not Magic Mike or Pee Wee's Big Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool. Lifelong fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hell yeah. Where's also, he from? Also a Penguins fan. Hell yeah. That's my boy. Engaged to Sofia Vergara? <gasps> Sorry, they're married now. I guess I could have finished reading the sentence. Oh, this guy seems kind of fun. Oh, he's from Pittsburgh. You know, I never would have placed Sofia Vergara. That means she's probably been to Pittsburgh. He probably, like, brought her to her Steelers game. Whoa. Whoa. Do you think she threw the first pitch? <laughs> first pitch for football is pretty funny. Because, like, a football is, like, a different thing you have to throw. To- you're telling me Joe Menangelo wouldn't eat that up watching Sofia Vergara throw a Steelers it. He football? He would be so stoked. That is a wet dream for a He's boy from Pittsburgh. Some ketchup. With a spoon. With a pierogi. And a pickle. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. Alright. Everything that you just heard there was from our February 28th episode about Megan Trainer. You can go find it. It is relevant. But that's all I'm going to say about it for now. This episode is actually about Transformers, which was released this last weekend on June 9th, 6-9, and it stars Anthony Ramos and Pete Davidson, two people that we talk about a lot on this show that I personally love. Episodes are available early at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash With that said, just listening to the show and leaving a review is also a super great way to support, so I hope that you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Jawbreakers, the show hosted by the Pittsburgh area's top trend forecasters, Alexis and Susie. Grab some candy in your headphones, pull up a seat near a super loud railroad track, and get ready for pop culture news so fake, you'll have to wonder if they're lying. So I wanted to show you a PowerPoint, but I don't have Microsoft Office on my laptop, (laughs) but I needed it to be a PowerPoint. So what I did here was I screen recorded my work computer for this slideshow. That's very important. And I did a lot of research for it. It's very short though. So that's good. So basically this came up last week. We were talking about rap album titles because last week, unfortunately, we were talking about Jack Harlow, which I regret Uh to inform you. I do have to bring him up again, but, um, he named his newest album Jackman, which is just like his first name. We were talking about other people who have done that recently. Uh-huh. Because it's supposed to be like intimate nod right. at like, oh, this is who I really am bullshit. So the other ones that we brought up were Macklemore's Ben and Lil Nas X Montero, mm-hmm. which Montero came out in 2021, which gives both Jack Harlow and Macklemore plenty of time to be inspired. Those were the only ones we could come up with. So then I was curious, like, is this just something every rapper does? Like right. at some point they name something after themselves so i went through literally i'd say like the 60 or 70 most popular rappers Uh to see if they had albums that were just their first name right and most people don't like they (laughs) some people have like some variation on it but i didn't count like most variations Uh like uh like call me mr whatever like none of nothing like that just first name and i found nas has an album called nasir from 2018 
And he's oh. like the only one. And Lil Nas X obviously named himself after Nas. So it would not be surprising to me if he was like, the, right. oh, that's cool. Honorable mention to 50 Cent, who put out an album called Curtis in 2007 on 9-11. But then when I found Curtis, I was like, so what's the difference? Because these three, they all have stylized all caps. Uh-huh. Which is way... It's That actually feels like a trend to me. Right. It, which also would take out Jack Harlow, because Jack Harlow just stylized it by putting a period at the end because he's a little edgelord. But if you take it down to just those three, then... Who's next? Do you know? Someone else is doing this. Do you know who it is? Someone else has already said they're going to do it? Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet? It's on the way. Post Malone's new album is called Austin. All caps. Wow. At this point, they're doing something. They're building a yearbook. Yeah. Also, Post Malone heard Lil Nas X's album. Has seen, oh, they're all familiar with each other. Oh, totally. When I was looking at the different... Like, maybe they don't know about Malcolmore's. Right. But Malcolmore <laughs> knows about them. Right. And when I was looking at everybody's albums, I was like... Oh, I was looking at people that would be famous enough to inspire each other. Obviously, there's a lot more rappers than I could look right. at. But, like... Most people do not have that. The Another close one I found was Redman, who's one of the Def Jam guys, uh-huh. has an album called Reggie. But that's it. Like, everybody else has, like, nothing like that. So, yeah. Trend, Discovery. Huh. Um, and Jack uh, Carlo's not in it. Of course. Well, yeah, Jack Carlo messed up. Well, or he's different. He would try to be different. I think he's different. He's different, but his... Out of all of those people with the except. No, no offense to any Macklemore fans. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> All of those people are more interesting than Jackman. Yeah, no, that's true. Jack Harlow might be slightly more interesting than Macklemore. Depending on the day, though. Depending on the day. Macklemore, do- or sorry, Jack Harlow doesn't have the same love. Macklemore always will. I'd probably rather listen to same love over... Any Jack Harlow song? Yeah. yeah. The only song I would pick over Same Love is Industry Baby, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is right. Lil Nas X. So I feel like Nas kind of started it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just as a little joke, little jokesy joke to myself, I said, who, would, uh, who else would do this? Imagine. What? Imagine if Machine Gun Kelly put out Coulson. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. So I could see him doing that. Some potential albums to look wow. out for. Uh, Aubrey by Drake. That would be good. I don't think he would do it. You don't think he would do it? He's <sighs> such a loser. He would do it. He would <laughs> do it too late. The thing is, if a fifth person does this, it's like it now they're doing. Su- they're doing a thing. They're kind of already doing it. There's a lot. The fact that it's stylized in like, all caps. Yeah, but all caps makes it. That's what sells it for me. Yeah. Because like people obviously name their work after themselves. Yeah. That's not the point. And I also wasn't sure, like, because at first when I was speculating about this, I was like, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But then to look at everybody's albums right. ever and see that Nas is really the first person to do it and Lil right. Nas X is the one copying him. Who else is even out there right now? I also looked up, like, all of the uh, SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, yeah. They have terrible names, man. They mm. are bad at naming things. Like their first names? No, like, oh, their, like their albums. albums. Oh, I'm sure. Their albums I mean, are so stupid. Yeah. But, like, Andre's 3000's album wouldn't be that. Not that fun. It wouldn't feel like it was supporting this theory of revealing something. Austin Post. Um, I have very strong feelings about artists in general with, like, self-titled albums. 
like when it's just like their their band name. Yeah. Like I don't like when an artist is like on their fifth album and they and they name right. But then what? Well, it's like I don't care if they do a self-titled album. What I don't like is when they come out and say like this is the most me. Like shut up. You've been doing this for 15 years. Your next album, you're going to say is your favorite album. Like, it's... Stop. Like, the only time most artists do self-titles that I... But I'm like, okay. Is their first... I think you have an exception on your first album. Because it's like... Finding your... This is who we are. So, like, I like Lil Nas X. I like Montero being his first album. I think that says something. Yeah. And especially, like, his career is so weird. And he went and stood among greats, minus Macklemore, with this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's right in the middle there, too. He's looking right at me. Well, the thing is, he, like, Macklemore really does follow the trends, too. Oh, totally. He's not a huge trendsetter. I wish we, you and I, had enough pull to, like, tr- this is so mean, to trick Macklemore and make a fake trend, just surround him in it, just to see if he does it. You want to trick Macklemore into doing something? Yeah, to see. How do we get on his feed? <laughs> yeah, like, do we, we have make... the power to do something like that and we do it just to trick Macklemore? Just to see. Just to have power over Macklemore for a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really good use of our time and energy. But those are all real. Four real ones. It's like yeah. you say, five's a serial killer. That's true. Wait, isn't it three? I don't know. It's your thing. And you never remember what it is, so I just I'm pretty try sure, to follow along. I'm pretty sure three is a serial killer. How many kills? I should do this on a private window. Yeah. To be a serial killer. Three or more. Great, so we're there. Not less than one. Also, there's this thing that they would say in like pretty much every leadership seminar I did as a teenager, where like the second person who does the thing is the trendsetter. Because they like saw something and, and then knew they was like, good, and then like started made the sharing trend. It, right? Yeah, the first person's just a person sort of farting in the wind, which is uh, not no disrespect to Nas, right? But like to make an actual trend, you needed Lil Nas X to do it, which I love putting him in the role of the trend perpetuator. So, right. wait. Speaking of, I have so many things to say. You're gonna have to just butt in when you need to say something. Yesterday was six nine. Yes, and. Sam Smith and Madonna released a song together for Six Nine. It just it sounds like it was commissioned by RuPaul. Like it just sounds like a drag song. Like <laughs> there's there's it's not very interesting. But it's Sam and Madonna and it says S and M. Oh, that's fun. I thought that was cute. Hmm. Do you think it's gonna be a big hit? Is it It's not doing well. It's not Does a it... good song. It's literally just for drag. It just sounds like right. that's the entire song. I just, you heard it just now. Is there a devil worshipping in it? No. Good. Not, I just don't want to see people tired talk of it. about it. Yeah. That's right. Unholy is always going to be in people's minds. They hate the devil. No, yeah. they don't. They hate gay people. They hate gay people. <laughs> Alexis and I went to trivia, like mm-hmm. we do sometimes. We were doing all right. There weren't a lot of teams there, so we like kind of had a shot of right. placing. But probably not. We're not. We're not exceptional at trivia. Right. But we did it decent. We did decent. And then, uh, the final round of every trivia at this bar is not an uncommon structure. You answer a question, wager points, and we had enough points that if we wagered all of them, 
and no one else got points, we could have gotten first place. Mm-hmm. But the last question's hard because it's always like four or five parts. So you have to get all the parts right in order to get the wager points. Right. So we were given the question, match the celebrity to the sport. <laughs> the celebrities were Terry Crews, George Clooney, Amy Adams, Ed O'Neill, and another person. I remember what he does. I don't remember. who James something. Anyways, and then the sports were football, dance, baseball, and... Diving. Diving. Great. We got four of them right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Terry Crews plays football. Alexis pointed out George Clooney looks like a baseball player. Mm-hmm. He does play baseball. Amy Adams, dance. I don't even know why she included that one. Are we clowns? Right. Obviously, she's a dancer. Obviously. We've literally seen her dance. I've never seen Terry Crews play football because I don't watch football. But But I have seen Amy Adams dance. Other guy was a diver because I think you knew he was bald. Oh, it was Jason Statham. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were kind of joking about that. But Jason Statham apparently is an actual diver. But he's built like a diver. (laughs) And we were right. And we were right. Ed O'Neill, we were like... I don't know who that is. I think, didn't we joke about, like, we should go ask for a hint of who he is? Like, what does he look like? Like, who, we we did joke. Because we just didn't know who he was. At all. Oh, come on. That's not even, a, that's not an, a, an original name. Statham, I'm going to remember right. even more easily, and that's still, I almost forgot. The only reason I remember Ed O'Neill right now, we put down baseball. I that was a fair guess. I was just picturing like some old timey crooner type. That's exactly what I was picturing. Ed O'Neill. Nope. Probably just some skinny little guy in a bow tie. That mm-hmm. guy would play baseball if anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe dance. But that was like our one wild card. We got the other four correct. Ed O'Neill's fucking played for the Steelers. Played for the Steelers. And he's also is on Modern Family. And he's married to Sofia Vergara on there. And Sofia Vergara, as you know if you listen to the show or exist in Pittsburgh, is married to Joe Manganiello, who is also from Pittsburgh. So her TV husband and her real-life husband are both from Pittsburgh, and we've spent a considerable amount of time... We spent like an hour talking about her. Yeah, and her husband. Right. And yet somehow in all that Googling, we never, A, came across Ed O'Neill's page long enough to remember his name, mm-hmm. and B, put together that he played for the Steelers. Because I think we would have remembered his name had we seen, totally. oh, wow, he played for the Steelers. Oh, and-, and she's married to someone. Right. We totally would have. And we also, the team who won, who wins like every week, didn't wager anything because they didn't have they the didn't right know. answer. So we would have literally won, right? Yeah. We would have be- been the underdog of the day. Of the day. Yeah. No, we didn't ever no. fucking bother. We got so hung up on Joe Manganiello and his strong arms. And the fact that he has a D&D fucking merch line. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff is distracting, but the life lesson learned is you can't be so distracted that you don't notice that Ed O'Neill played for the Steelers. What's funny, too, is I think like last, like this week, or last week before trivia... We both talked about how whenever we hear fun facts, we try to memorize them for trivia. Mm-hmm. Like, this has just all been leading up to, like, we're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we were just so close. We were so close. And it just would have been more exciting if we won. Like, I'm sure the prize was another pint glass. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't anything. Like, like I'm not. It's not about the prize. It's not about the. It's about also, the pride. It's about the pride. <laughs> and like, we go to this. A lot of times, we don't know the answer. We just put a joke thing. Yeah, I think the trivia host is at least like entertained by us. Right, we're not a problem. No. She jokes with us enough. Yeah, like on the microphone, she'll call us out. Right, because. We're not that great at trivia. We're not that great at trivia. Why are we there? There's no reason for us There's to be no at that particular part. <laughs> it just... Everyone... We would have been... If we had been the underdog... We would have been ecstatic. They would have literally given us free drinks. Oh, one... I was literally about to say that. I was like, the bartender would have been stoked. He would have given us shots. Like, in my head, they're also, like, lifting us up on their shoulders, which I don't know if that's, like, exactly how it would have played, but, but that's, but I felt, that's like, the vibe. In my head, they're playing, like, the... At the like on the music, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's like, like confetti there's, cannons. Yeah, <laughs> that's what would have happened. But instead, I'm not gonna name drop the other trivia team. Uh huh. I'm tired of them winning, uh, dude. It's just we were so close. We also just perpetually are the underdog because there's only two of us. There's only two, and of we're us. the same exact age, and we've lived in the same, same exact places. <laughs> so our life experience. We don't bring a lot of difference. Like, we could be two people that are killer at trivia because we have completely different pools of information to draw from. Right. But instead, you know, if there was a Jonas Brothers question, either of us could answer it. Right. If there's a question about Longest Rivers, neither of us can answer it. (laughs) If there's a... Right. We almost wrote Colorado River. (laughs) We didn't write Amazon. We didn't write Amazon. That's a website. <laughs> so anyways, that's that's where we're at with all that. Yep. Did you have a candy? These have been down here for months. We're going to do a comparison. So there's two candies. Okay. I have these um, Boyer Original peanut butter cups gluten-free i never checked if free says peanut butter cups are gluten-free i guess they could just be gluten-free right yeah i'm on it reese's milk chocolate peanut butter cups are gluten-free yeah i i realized that as i was opening these i was like wait what gluten could even be in a reese's peanut butter cup anyhow i just wanted to try these boyer brand so does vienna so does vienna Okay, so I don't know which one's which. Mm-hmm. How will I ever know? Because one's going to be weird as fuck. One's probably going to be weird. This one's the boyer one. Why do you say that? Uh, Shaped weird. Yeah. Which probably, to an untrained eye, looks the same, but it, I've held enough Reese's Cups. It looks cups. like they don't have a mold. Yeah. Especially right next to the Reese's Cup. And when the bottom just peeled off, look at that peanut butter. It's so light. Maybe that's oh, just Oh, wow, it's, it's really old, light. But, oh, that is dry. It's like chalky. That's not good. Where'd you get that? Wow, that's not good. I didn't realize a Reese's peanut butter cup. Or a peanut butter cup, I should say. Could be bad. I thought they were pretty straightforward. I've even, like, made them at home before and they were still good. Right. Well, look at how clean this Reese's is. Ah, soft. Mm -hmm. Creamy. Um, when I bought those months ago, it was more fun in my head. Yeah, no, it's fun. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) 
I think somewhere along the line too, I realized it wasn't fun. That's why I've never brought it up. Yeah, no, it's fun. I'm having fun. It crosses my mind every now and then. So, I think I brought this up on the last episode, but I listened to like a couple episodes of the Smart List podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they just dropped like a six episode series on HBO or on Max where the Smart List podcast went on tour. So it's um, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes, the guy from Will and Grace. <laughs> Which one? Will? No. Grace. Jack. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah. Oh, he's fun. Yeah. Um, so it's the three of them going on tour to like six cities. It's something you need to like watch all at once and then it's fun, but otherwise don't right. try and draw it out. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes like on a pi- private plane. They share a hotel room, but it's, like, a suite. But they're all just, like, hanging out in the living room together all the time and just, like, shitting on each other. And then they, like, bring out a guest that surprises it. Like, the the whole thing of their show is one of them brings out a guest that the other two don't know about. And then they just ask whatever questions. But what I really wanted to talk about on the show was they make a lot of... They, like, shit on Jason Bateman a lot for Ozark, which I've never seen. I thought that show was supposed to be good. I've never seen I've it. Heard, I've only heard people, like, are I, into it. They like it. So That's I don't know one if, that I'm like, oh, I feel like I should have saw, seen it. Right. So I don't know if it's just, like, a like boys fucking... Like, them just, like, giving him a hard time for no reason. But they'll be, like, walking somewhere, and Sean will be like, have you seen Ozark? Or they'll, like, go into the empty theater, and they're like, wow, I can't believe they fit all the Ozark fans in here. <laughs> and, like... But they're constantly shitting on him for Ozark. Like, nobody... Sometimes they'll, like, crack a Will and Grace joke, but not very often. Will Arnett was the host of a Lego show. He sure was. Why does... Like, that's so... Is it too easy? Like, Will Arnett... Like, Jason Bateman knows at the end of the day that, like... Ozark's a good show. Right. Yeah. I I was almost waiting. I was like, how is nobody gonna bring up the Lego show? And they just, like, shit on each other all day long. Are those guys friends outside of this well, show? Well, I forgot that Will Arnett was on Arrested Development. Yeah, that's that's actually where I've seen him the most. And he's in Hot Rod. <laughs> what what, about, what like, do people mostly know him for? Batman. Oh, he was Lego in Batman? Batman? He was Lego Batman. Yeah. That's, um, what they, that's what he's known for, do you think? I'm going to see what his top thing on IMDb is. He was married to Amy, oh, Amy Poehler. His top billing is Lego Batman. (laughs) Yeah, his two top movies are Lego Batman movie and Lego movie. And then the next is Arrested Development. Wow. Oh, wait, so Will Arnett and Jason Bateman are both. Right. Well, then they were shitting on each other so much. I had forgotten that he was on Arrested Development. And then they, like, told the story about Arrested Development. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. Like, these guys have known each other for so long. They also shit on Jason Bateman for, like, Teen Wolf 2 or something like that. I think I think Jason Bateman is just, like, the friend of the group that everybody shits on. He's got, like, a punchable face, you know? Yeah. They can't actually punch him in the and face. He's kind of annoying, like, he complains about everything. Jason Bateman was in Zootopia. That's easy to make fun of. Yeah. Ozark, of course. Arrested Development... You know, but yeah, I didn't learn anything from that show. <laughs> Except there was they brought Kevin Hart out, and Car- Kevin Hart was drunk, which also like Will Arnett like very openly 
deals with like sobriety issues and like talks about it and there's multiple shows about it. Yeah. And he Kevin Hart comes out like in sunglasses in a theater and like sits down and he's so he's so clearly drunk and he's like Oh yeah, I've been drinking tequila and Jason Bateman takes his cup and he's like, Oh wow, yeah, you're not lying. And Will Arnott's like, Good for you <laughs> He looks upset. Will Arnett overhand throws Kevin Hart. <laughs> But then Kevin Hart keeps doing this bit where he's trying to make Sean Hayes say something racist. Sean Hayes that seems saying, easy. That game right. seems easy. But then Sean Hayes gets him, and he's like, "I don't remember exactly what Sean Hayes says, but he says something about his husband." And he's like, "I dare you, <laughs> say something, Kevin Hart." And Kevin Hart's like, "All right, you're even." Can't say anything. Kevin Hart is always one sentence away from saying something so homophobic. Yeah. But it, I was but so... But he, he also is always stopping himself. Oh, yeah. But also, like, with someone like Kevin Hart, he's so quick. For Sean Hayes to get him, I was really proud of him. Yeah. Because he's kind of dumb. Sean, Sean Hayes. Hayes is not the comedic genius of no, the bunch. No, he though. can't keep up in, a, in something like that. But I was so proud of him to bring, like, gotcha. Try it. <laughs> yeah. Also, a gross show if you really think about it for too long. And it's also, like, clearly shot, like, during COVID. Like, hardcore. Like, they have to wear masks, like, throughout the whole, all the hotels and everything. That's the worst. It's like, I don't want to watch that. Nobody wants to watch that. Maybe at some point it'll be watchable, but still, 2023, still don't want to see a mask. Well, the, that show, the other two... Like for their next, for like I think it's their they're on the third season now. They took off like two years because of COVID, but when they brought it back, this has been the only show where I'm like, that's the funniest way I've ever seen COVID dealt with. They've been they're like, oh, to catch you all up, this character who's like an actor performed on a movie, and when he's like on the red carpet and like it's post COVID, nothing is happening anymore. But they're like, how was your experience on the set? Was it everything you ever dreamed of? And then it shows a flashback where he's like. He's, like, in the middle of shooting a scene, and then they're like, cut, cut, someone tested positive, and everyone's, like, wearing masks, but, like, the way that they did it looked so real to how it was when someone tested positive, but it was literally, like, a four-second scene, and that's all they did, and I was like... That's enough. Yeah, that was perfect, and, like, I made, it made you me laugh. You felt something. Right. Yeah. It felt relatable, but now we're gonna move on. Yeah, I don't want to see a whole scene like that. No. If I want to watch a COVID documentary, I will. Yeah, I don't want to watch. I don't want to. Yeah, and I don't. So, <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> I'll be here. Um, also, another thing I wanted to say, just because yesterday was 6 9 I did watch an interview with Takashi 6 9 Didn't he come out recently? No, that's Snapchat clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I got baited. Yeah. Uh, with six, Snapchat has, like, the worst clickbait on the internet. Mm-hmm. We all know this. With 6 9 and Jack Harlow both... There is a constant clickbait of are they bi? Mm-hmm. And it's always clips that are like over a year old. Like you could watch the whole thing and learn nothing. I could watch. I guess I'm up to date on both of these people's clips. I've never learned anything from Snapchat. The Jack Carlo one, they still post the same shit all the time. They post him flirting with little Nas X on the carpet, whatever. Like shit that's like a year or two old and not any evidence of sexuality at all. Right. 6 9 has been doing rainbow stuff this whole time. He like Literally the whole time. He is maybe close with some guy right now. I right. can't but there's not enough proof to have anything to do with that. Point is, I saw him do an interview 
And 6ix9ine's new tactic is to cater to only Spanish-speaking market. 6ix9ine obviously is very controversial, and he's been blackballed out of the American music industry, and the American music industry leads the world in many ways. So he's blackballed out of the whole damn industry. His new album is entirely in Spanish, but I found an interview with him from like two months ago on Univision, there's apparently a talk show called Gordo and Flaca, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's a fat guy and a skinny lady. Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good... Yeah. I mean, that's honestly what I patient when you said Univision. Yeah, exactly. But I was dying that it's literally called, like, Gordo y Flaca, and then they're just there. So I didn't get every word that 6 9 said, but he did lose me for a second. Because Gordo was asking him, like you're a big rapper, like, you know, like, t- tell us about, like, more about who you are, like, yeah. you're Mexican, whatever, he, likes telling them all about that, and then they're like, so why aren't you, like, accepted in the music industry? And he said, because they don't accept Hispanic people in the rap industry in America, they don't accept Hispanic people at all, that you have to be black or white, that that's why I'm not allowed, is because I'm Mexican. <laughs> And then Gordo's like, what about Bad Bunny? And 6 9 says, he's not a rapper, he's a singer. Yeah. Capital B bullshit. That's not. And that's not why you're not accepted. You're not accepted it's because you've like- done, like, violent and sexual assaults on multiple people. That's why. And, and like, you've- admitted and, like. And been tried and charged for it. Right. And, like, haven't said sorry. And you're a rat. And you <laughs> ratted out everybody else on the violent counts. Everybody else who was black. Right. In a country where we have a problem with incarcerating black people, and right. you're not black, and you use the N-word in all your songs. Right. Like, these there's, are the reasons you're so not welcome. Reasons. It's not because you're fucking Mexican. Right. It's not because you're Hispanic. And then Flocka is like, well, some of the biggest musicians in the world right now. I think that's like all five of the artists that are top in the world right now are Spanish-speaking songs. It's like Shakira, I don't remember, Bad Bunny, J Balvin maybe, like... Right. And well, like they're all the top musicians in the world right now are Hispanic and some of them rap like him for him to say like that's like there's a time and a place where that is an appropriate response. But I was so mad. I was like, you are. I know you're not lying to Gordo and Flacco. I can't believe he said that. (laughs) Also, he was also bad, like literally bad bunny. Bad bunny is the top musician in the world several years running. Right. It's not because you speak Spanish, you dumbass. No. And I had to laugh because in the midst of all this, he's talking about like, oh, I'm doing this album in Spanish, blah, blah, blah. He, uh, his Spanish is obviously stronger than mine, but I do think it's his second language. And so he occasionally has to ask clarifying questions in English and he occasionally has to like throw in English words. Yeah. So I was like, this probably looks so stupid. To like a Spanish audience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To be like, here's this guy from New York. (laughs) Coming down here saying, "Right, I was so mad. He lost me." There's interviews where he like has totally won me over, but I was like, "You're so full of shit, man." And the reason that his music does so well—we've talked about this—but the reason his music does better in places where people don't speak English is because they don't know. They can't hear the shit he's saying. Yeah, which is bad. He's saying bad things. I thought you could own that. I guess maybe that's part of why I'm mad too. Because you thought he would just. Right, he started blaming everything else. Also, if he was just like, because I say too much crazy shit. Because I for say, Ameri- tell it like it is. Like, uh, even yeah. that would be like, okay, okay that, that's, that's your shtick. You yeah. yeah. But no, he's like, no, they don't let Hispanic people be in rap. 
That's so stupid. Gordo didn't buy that. No. Mm-mm. But I think Gordo that. also knew. Where was that? He wasn't going to fight with... Where was that conversation going to end? Takashi says nueve. <laughs> is that how they say it? That is how they said it. They, a couple times, uh, Flaca said, Sesenta nueve. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Also, is the number six nine not a thing in Mexico? I feel like the six nine speaks for itself. It's right. meant to be vulgar. He has a tattooed on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like now you're on. I don't know if Univision's considered family talk show, but he was. It seemed family friendly enough. Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't make your kid watch it, but I think it could be on in the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just got Danny Hernandez covered in fucking six nines. Do you think he'll release an album called Danny? Oh, he would. Mm-hmm. I, I want someone else to do it so bad. Now that the new Post Malone... When I saw the, the Post, Post Malone, Malone album title, like, I was like... <laughs> he's coming to Pittsburgh, like, I think within the week of that album dropping. I bet he loves Pittsburgh. See, mm. he's someone who makes sense in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just... Unlike who? Were you comparing that to someone? Or... <laughs> Maybe. Oh. I was just looking at the tickets for the Post Malone concert. It says, virtual commemorative ticket included. Each ticket, excluded verified resale tickets, comes with one free virtual commemorative ticket. A unique digital keepsake that's your very own piece of concert history. What am I going to do with that show, someone? What are you going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to see I'm Like, I'll see it once, I guess. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm going to this. Yeah, I'd love to see it for, like, under eight seconds. <laughs> Any longer than that's, like, way too long. Did you see? I don't remember if we talked about... Jonas Brothers, when they released their album, they did, like, lim- like a limited like few thousand s- online... Digital signed. Digital signed. And everyone's like... <laughs> Screenshot. Why would I... <laughs> what the... <laughs> so they're promoting it. It literally showed, like, a photo of them that was signed. Like, just a, a, an image. Yeah. Like, why, it's like, this doesn't work, man. We got this. Like, now are we seeing how silly this is? We watched Transformers last night. Transformers. We didn't know it was coming out, but then we looked up Strays, because Alexis is really excited to see Strays starring... Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. But they they moved Strays because of the release of Transformers Rise of Beasts, (laughs) which is the seventh movie, if you don't count Bumblebee or something. This movie stars Anthony Ramos as the human, and the car that he drives is a Porsche. Voiced by Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. A Pete Davidson Porsche. And better believe that is just Pete Davidson right there. It's just Pete Davidson. Everything about it is Pete Davidson. Oh, is that motor oil? (laughs) He got scared and pissed himself. Classic. He, like, gave Anthony Ramos, like, this gun thing to attach to his hand, and he's like, sure, and he's like, yep, just don't ask what part of my body it came from. (laughs) Stupid stuff like that the whole movie. And he keeps being like, we're boys. Hey, it's my boy. I I got your back, because we're boys. Hey, we're boys forever, right? He's like, hey, I'll, I'll I'll handle this guy. Yeah. Yeah, don't you worry about Optimus Prime. No, I, got worry, I got him. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Remember, Meanwhile, I'm Mirage. I'm Mirage. And, like, also, within the um, Autobots, Mirage is, like, the idiot. 
Mm-hmm. That has, like, a flashy trick. Mm-hmm. His trick was pretty cool, actually. His trick was cooler than anyone else's trick. I don't yeah, know why they shit like on him. It's, like, maybe the coolest Transformers trick, period. It's, like, straight-up magic. Yeah. He, like, clones himself. Yeah. And then they don't know which one to attack. Right. And he's good at it, too. It's not like he fumbles. No, never. It's a pretty good Transformer. Yeah. Better Optimus Prime is all words. He's all right. just a fucking semi. And he just talks and talks. He just talks. He fucks up. He gets. He lets his emotions get in the way. I've got to make this sacrifice for the Decepticons. Just oh, just going on and on. We've got to get the he the battle wand, and return to the Morph Field. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. He's like, this is my fault. I have to save my planet. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, Meanwhile... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Meanwhile, we got Anthony Ramos doing the exact Anthony Ramos thing. They're like, oh, Transformers in Brooklyn? Great, Anthony okay. Ramos. Oh, let's give the character a little brother. Yeah. Perfect, Anthony Ramos. <laughs> Anthony Ramos. Great. They just did Anthony Ramos, and then They're Pete like- Davidson's always in New York as well. <laughs> I know you... Okay, so they put the Twin Towers back into the skyline. Because it was set in 1994. I just feel... There's something suspicious about the only Transformers Pete Davidson is in is the only Transformers with the with the Twin Towers in it. Right. That does run Like, I understand, away. but also, like, it's it's been, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's been, like, over 20 years now that, like, we can do stuff like that. They've been doing that all along. They always make sure the Twin Towers are back in there. Do they? Yeah. I've never noticed that. I've been, I've been watching this whole time. Yeah, because you can look for it. They make sure they have Twin Towers. I do think I'd like to see the shot again because I felt like they were in the wrong spot. I felt like they were in the foreground. Somehow. I feel like they were showing it like more than like it. as if it was. Well, you, I feel like we saw a lot of the Twin Towers. Like it was way like we saw way too close to the bottom of it. I did feel that it was jarring. Yeah. But they did. I'm not surprised that that was in there at all. And they, like, saved Earth from the... Whatever the fuck... This... The plot of the movie was literally Star Wars. It was the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> There's this giant... They, they're like... What was that thing called? Omnicron is gonna eat a yeah. planet. That's that's what the Death Star does. It destroys planets. I mean, I think most things that have to do with space... But then... Towards the end, they're like... Us giant... We'll get to the, we'll get to the robot animals in a second. And they're like us giant. They're called maximals. They're like, uh-huh. The maximals can't fit in this tunnel. We need the humans to do it. And it looks exactly like when Luke Skywalker has to go <laughs> down that little tiny path to destroy the Death Star. Yeah. And they literally show like a hologram of the two people running down this straight <laughs> path tunnel to destroy the Omnicron thingy. <laughs> Omnicron is a COVID variant. It is. What what was it called in the movie? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. It was the Death Star. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. I kind of started to tune out Optimus Prime. Right, because he just talks so damn he much. He talks so much. Like, you know, you got to be more selective if you want people to listen. Right. It's always the same thing. Every movie, Optimus. Like, yeah. It's almost like they're just copy and pasting. Or like... The guy who voices Optimus Prime dropped his script, and there's just a bunch of other pages from other movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just picked them all up. <laughs> and he's just reading until someone hands him the right one. There was a scene where there's also, like, a girl human in there who's, like, Anthony Ramos is... They become friends, little buddies. Yeah, I think the character is, like, Elena. Yeah. And th- well, there's a point where Elena's... They're, like, sitting and talking. 
and Anthony Ramos wants to like destroy the key that the Transformers want, and she's like, ah, "You're just like him," and he's like, "Like who?" And she goes, "Optimus." <laughs> we both burst out laughing. Like, what are we talking about? Because Anthony, there's this crazy plot in the movie where Anthony Ramos and Optimus Prime both have something to teach each other. Like, Anthony Ramos is like, "You have to play for the home team of Brooklyn." Right. And uh, I'm like, going to save Brooklyn. Yeah, and like, it, it, he can teach Optimus a thing or two about like the brotherhood right. of like supporting your family, but making sure everyone's okay. Right. And then, like, Optimus Prime is, like... But we can both look out for both of us. Yeah, and he's, like, strong-willed. And, like, Anthony Ramos is kind of ready to give up at the beginning because his little brother's sick and he thinks that there's no help for him. Optimus Prime is, like, we can all work together. Whereas, like, Anthony Ramos is, like, no, it's just me. And then Pete Davidson's, like, breakdancing. Right. But she's, like, you're just like him. (laughs) And, like, that scene, you can... Put it looks like it was like pulled right out of a rom com. Oh yeah, but, but then it's, it's Optimus t- Prime. Optimus Prime of all of the robots. A semi truck. <laughs> okay, so Rise of Beasts has these giant animals. Mm-hmm. I want to play with whatever that toy is. I don't think it's a toy. I think it's just from the comic books. But there's like there are these robot animals that are like bigger than the Autobots. They're huge for They're no reason. Huge. And they just, like, glisten in well, the I'm robot-y. confused, too, because, like... <sighs> There's a gorilla. Okay, so, like, what's confusing about those guys is when they turn into robots, like, when they went to go fight, they turn into, like, robots. Humans. The way that, like, Transformers turn from cars into robots. But Transformers, when they're, like, just chilling, like, he's just, Optimus Prime is just a semi-truck on the road. Mm-hmm. Whereas, these don't look like gorillas. No, they're like <laughs> robot gorillas. They look like they robot gorillas. They don't pass gorillas. as anything real. They don't real. pass. No. And the robot gorilla named himself after Optimus Prime because he had heard of... His name's Optimus Primal. <laughs> That's weird. Then he meets him. Uh, yeah. Oh, also there's this thing throughout the movie where they do these really violent deaths of all the robots that are like very unnecessary. So violent. At one point, the hawk gets infected with, what's his name, Scourge? Scourge. Scourge, voiced by Peter Dinklage, <laughs> is the main antagonist of the movie, and he possesses a different Transformer, which also feels like, I felt like they could have overcome that, right. but instead the gorilla chokes him out. He chokes him out. Also, you- do they breathe? That's what I was confused. You saw the light, like, leave his eyes. <laughs> he, like, literally chokes out his friend. And he's a giant gorilla, and his friend is a giant hawk. Right. And they're robots. So why are we choking one of them out? That's he like literally a very like held him on the death. ground, like like, like in a headlock. Yeah, yeah. Until he died, and then there was another one. I think it was the gorilla again. Yeah. It beat one of the other robots to death with like a giant boulder, <laughs> and like his head exploded, and he just kept hitting him. It was crazy. It was so violent. And then towards the end, they finally get Scourge. They decapitate him, yank off his head, and his spine comes with it. <laughs> These are robots. Why do they have spines? They made them so human-like. Just just for their deaths. It just was, for the deaths. And you pointed out last night, if they did that to humans in this movie, it would have been rated R immediately. 
But because they're robots, you can just choke someone out. Who took the time to animate like 15 seconds? It probably costs like a million dollars for a second of animation. To repeatedly (laughs) beat another robot over the head with a boulder. Also, that's crazy, too, because, like, none of the actors were in the room. That was just, like, fucking editors, like, that's, animators. Yeah. Just, like, that's crazy. Like, I don't even think there was voice acting in those moments. No. It was just beatings. No, it was so unnecessary. But, yeah, this is the sequel to the prequel about Bumblebee. The sequel to the prequel. Because there's the regular Transformers oh, yeah. movies starting with twenty or 2007 Shia LaBeouf movie, and then... They, in 2018, made the Bumblebee prequel, which is in the 80s. And then this is the sequel to Bumblebee. Oh, okay. I guess. What's next? G.I. Joe crossover. Right, right. Also, spoilers. I don't know if anybody cares about the Transformers movie. They don't. I don't think they do. I feel like this one's going to finally lose money. Oh, and then at the end, when G.I. Joe's like... Anthony Ramos, we know who you are. We want you to work with us. Whatever. He's like, yeah, because G.I. Joe just shows up at the right. end. Yeah. He's like, we know what you did. And uh, to thank you, we're going to take care of health care for your little brother. He's going to have 24-7 access to the best to doctors. Doctors! <laughs> the kind that don't ask you for your payment. Or something like that. Yeah, they don't ask you about um, your overdue bill. Right. That's and, how they reward him for saving the earth. Is by giving him health care. His brother health care. Giving him, br- yeah. Who's sick. Who's like a sick 11-year-old. Yeah. Who like has like a sickle, sickle cell, cell problem. <laughs> That's the least you could do. Can you cut this man a check also? Like right. what? Can, can we- you buy, can maybe like get a house for his family? Yeah. Like can we lift him out of poverty or you're just going to give him like basic human rights? Right. Crazy stuff. It was wild. Elena worked at like a, a, like museum. a museum. But all the tasks that she was given were, like, very simple puzzle tasks. Like, they felt like a video game that was rated E level (laughs) tasks. Like, she finally decodes this, like... But she's the only one who cares about the codes. Well, because they're not... They just barely come up. She Well, when she first discovers, like, the Infinity Rock or whatever it was called, there's a code on it, and she writes it down. It's just, like, a line in a circle. (laughs) Yeah. And a dot. That nobody else remembered. Right. Which also I thought was so weird. And then there's like the other half of it, which is a, just like a, a dot and then a circle and then a line in the other order. <laughs> and Optimus Prime is like, no one had this information before. Bro, it's like, it's well, like so short. So they like make her be the one that's the only one that's able to do this. And then she goes and she puts the code in and it starts working. And then Scrooge just... Is his name Scrooge? It's not Scrooge. I think it's Scourge or Scourge. Oh. But Scrooge works for me. <laughs> Isn't Scrooge like from the Grinch? Anyhow, so Scrooge destroys it. So like that whole plot line was just pointless. Right. So they gave her busy work for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is kind of rude. Well, also because they couldn't make her the hero. They needed to make Anthony Ramos the hero. Because of brother. Right. Whatever. They, it was, this was a really weak attempt at including women in Transformers, I gotta say. I agree. Because they also had just, like, a girl Transformer that had, like, three lines. Right. And the entire point was that she was the girl. I one. think I feel like she did, like, a lot of the phone calls, too. Like, she also she was, like, was just the doing busy work. Yeah. She was, like, inside of another car at one point, just, like, chilling. Yeah, you're right. The other girl did just have busy work. I didn't think about it. Which way. was stupid because they she works at the museum. Like she could have she had access to so much. Right. 
And they instead had her like decrypting something that also like, like they to- she told them it was in Peru and everything, but like did she get healthcare? <laughs> I don't think so. I think she's still paying her own bills out of pocket <laughs> at the end of this movie. Just made me want to watch the Shia LaBeouf one. I don't feel like I have a sense of if Anthony Ramos is a good actor because he's just played roles that were other people's roles. He plays like remakes and franchises exclusively. Right. Like I don't learn anything about him as an actor. I guess she's got to have it. He's acting in it. But that's also still a remake. It's a remake <laughs> of a movie. Just put him in one... Th- I guess there's not that many scripts right now that are, like, original yeah. movies. And they all go to Timothy Chalamet. Oh, you want to see him in a Timothy Chalamet movie? I think... I just want to know if he can do something serious right. that isn't Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right. Right, something just on a smaller scale. Just, just like, like, just an acting role. Yeah, just <laughs> with the character, yeah. <laughs> that someone else hasn't already, like, fleshed out. I want to see him do a character of, like, a guy living in, like, Colorado or something. Maybe one day. Maybe one day he'll find that role. His dream role. I, like, Transformers is huge for your resume. It's a huge movie, but right. also it's the eighth movie. <laughs> Like, that's not... Who's wa- the theater was empty. I know we went at 11 p.m., but yeah. it was opening day, and it was a Friday night. If it Right. If it was a good movie, there would have been people It would have been, yeah. There was more people in the Batman. We didn't even see that opening day. Didn't we? I'm pretty sure we went to, like, the midnight premiere. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Just... That's true. That did happen. Yeah. I think you worked until like 10 that day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I think I'm asking this to the world, I guess. There's another Mission Impossible movie. And it's called like part one. Tom Cruise, yet again. Well, I was confused when it started. Because like, didn't the Mission Impossible... Another Mission Impossible movie just come out? Like, remember there was like the... Tom Cruise stand up at stand out cut out at Applebee's. No, that was Top Gun. Oh, that actually answers a lot. That okay, I'm less annoyed. Aren't they the same movie? They don't seem different. Well, I was a little confused watching. I've never seen an Mission Impossible movie, mm-hmm. so watching that ad, I was like, "Is this another Top Gun?" Because <laughs> there was a preview for it before. Right. Uh, six Mission Impossible movies are already out. The seventh and eighth films, it's Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. Part 1 comes out July of this year. Part 2 comes out in June of next year. The first one came out in 1996. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Mission Impossible Fallout. Now we're on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Alright, fuck Mary Kill, Optimus Prime, Post Malone, and Macklemore. Oh, that's actually really hard. I wanted, I didn't want to make Optimus Prime the obvious kill. <laughs> I needed to throw in Macklemore. Optimus Prime would be so annoying to marry. Oh, he'd be so annoying. Imagine his vows. So long. Like, it would be, it would take up a full 40 minutes of yeah. vows. And it wouldn't be sweet. It would just be like him repeating himself. Yeah. But I guess he could take you anywhere. And think about the audience at the wedding with the groom half. Yeah. 
They would all be robots. They would all be robots. Pete Davidson would be there. Pete Davidson would be there. He knows Lauren. Uh, obviously, Anthony Ramos and Optimus Prime That's are... That's true. ...brothers or something now. I don't necessarily want to hang out with Anthony Ramos' character. Anthony Ram- So, Anthony Ramos is trying to get a job over and over can't because of his army past, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Like, that that made him unemployable. Because it didn't sound like he had a dishonorable discharge. He just, like, didn't... He wasn't as good at army as he was supposed to be or something. Right. I wasn't really following. But then he decides to just... His friend runs scams and right. tells him, oh, go steal a car and we'll sell it. Right. So he tries to steal a Porsche and he's sitting in the Porsche when Optimus Prime calls the Porsche into action. Obviously, the Porsche is Pete Davidson. I just feel like that character would be annoying to just hang out with. Right, yeah. Um, but imagine fucking Optimus Prime. Literally impossible. He's a semi-truck. What would that even be like? He's a semi-truck! <laughs> like, what does that mean? What does that mean for him? What does that, what even... does that mean for me? How does what, that work? What is happening? Imagine really killing Optimus don't... Prime. He's gonna come back next movie. I really don't want to deal with Macklemore. At all? Not really. I'm not interested. I feel like marrying Optimus might be the best bet. I mean, once you're through the wedding, he's going to be really busy. Right. He won't have time for you at all. That's true. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to kill Macklemore. <laughs> Fuck Post Malone. And marry Optimus Prime. At one point, the world's going to kill him, right? Optimus Prime is going to live longer than Macklemore and Post Malone. He's an alien. But, like, I guess... I don't know. You can roll with some cool friends. Some cool robots. You know, he could just fly you to Peru. That's true. He does do shit like that. Yeah, maybe marrying Optimus is cool. Yeah. You I thought she was licking her paw on the... No, it was just the chair straight out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if I marry Optimus, then... Then I'm fucking Post Malone and Kelly Macklemore. But if I don't... If I kill Optimus, which is also on the table very much for me, then I'd marry Post Malone and fuck Macklemore. Right. I don't want I just to personally Macklemore. don't want to be a part of Macklemore's story. At all? I don't want that on He's going to call an album page. Alexis. Right. I'm not like... Because you fucked once. Right. Get over gonna, it. Like, there's going to be a, a lyric. Yeah. Very unnecessary. And I don't trust him. It's going to be a pun on driving Alexis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make him sign an NDA. If I fuck him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll sign one too, but I'm not going to have a problem. <laughs> You are. <laughs> you outed your uncle. <laughs> For nothing. No one asked you to do that. No one asked you to. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Roll out Autobots. you guys have any opinions on that well transformers was like super high budget michael bay yeah i remember when transformers came out and it was such a huge deal for him also i was trying to think of other 
because during that time was when there was a lot of Disney sitcom type shows. And I think he was one of the first ones to really break out and actually make a staple from those Disney sitcoms. And I think it was a big deal. And, and like, even like the ones that they were in, like Agent Cody Banks weren't like for adults. Yeah, Transformers is already its whole, it already has its own legend. Right. Disturbia, great movie. 